0: As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: It shouldn't come as a surprise to us that we are god's most precious creation and that by his very nature because we please him it is his heart to want to give us everything we could possibly desire true if saved he has already given you his greatest gift salvation but salvation is free you did nothing to earn it except to ask for it but once you're saved join a church Train to serve and learn all about those wonderful promises God has made available does he expect some special good works to please him and earn those promises in this unique message what does God expect of me pastor Ray explains that your good works are not at all what pleases God the most so if not good works What does God expect of me? Surprisingly, you'll learn the something special God expects from you is simply to spread the gospel and boldly tell anyone who will listen all about Jesus.
2: But one of the things that I I was impressed to to say last night, and I feel impressed to say again today, is that the only thing that prevents us from getting and acquiring and having all that God would have for us is, is us. And, and I know, I can sense it, I can sense it in the lives of people, that people are holding back. There's this spirit that's gotten on a lot of believers that we're holding back. We're not giving our all, we're not giving everything to God, and God wants all of us. And you see, we've been created to make impact in this world. Amen. We've, been, we've been created to make a difference in this world. We've been created to do something in this world while we live in this place that will change other people's lives or just change the lives of the people whom we affect or who we cross paths with and really that's the whole purpose for the church one of the things that kind of concerns me and this is not a criticism this is not a judgment so please hear what i'm saying this is just an observation and and my observation concerns me that a lot of what i see and i hear in the body of christ is really not bringing people to a point of decision or to a point of change It's not bringing people, uh, what I would say, a call to action. And, you know, because so much of what we're hearing, and if we're not careful in the body of Christ, we're going to convert, we're going to change the church into a a place that's supposed to be life-changing, where we're preaching the gospel, where people are being brought to a place of repentance before God, being brought to a place of change before God being brought to a place where we're giving our all to the Lord and not holding back for ourselves and we're changing that into a self-help seminar. How can God help me? What can I get from God? And listen, God wants to give you everything but he requires everything in return. You see uh, people say well salvation is free, it is free but it isn't free it is isn't. it isn't. You don't have to do anything or pay anything to get it You see, but God does require that we give them our all back. But let let me just let me just paint this scenario. What good would it be for me to supply somebody with a coat that's gonna wear out? Moths are gonna eat it, gonna go out of style, it's gonna fall apart eventually. What good is it me to give you a coat and not give you the message of Jesus Christ and teach you how to live by faith so that you can believe God for your own coat instead of having to depend on me to give you a coat. Amen.
0: Amen. Do
2: you understand? So when God says to go out and do good works, they're not works that we're doing in, in our own name. Like there are a lot of good people in the world or nice people that are doing good works, but they're doing them in their own name. They're not doing them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, and, 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 and it's not going not gonna to bring them any reward or any blessing. They better enjoy all the accolades and all the attention they're getting in this life because this is, the, this is the sum total of what they get when they die. This all burns up. When they go before the Lord and they stand before Jesus one day and he looks at them. Now, this is, a, see, this, this is meat now. I don't know if you want the meat, but they stand before God and they're, they're nice and they're celebrities and we love them and, and everybody bows down to them. But when they stand before Jesus one day and, and Jesus looks at them and says, oh, give me what you got. What did you do? Give me the goods. What did you do in my name? How did you build the kingdom? How was my name glorified? How was my name exalted? How was the kingdom expanded? How did the kingdom grow? Show me what you did. And they stand and say, well, I helped a lot of people. Yeah. And who got the glory? You you did. You got the glory. You got everything you got. And all of those works are going to be burned up just like that. That's right. The only thing that survives is what we did and do for Jesus in the name of Jesus, for the purposes of Jesus Christ. People say, well, you know, like a lot of movie stars, you see, they do these benevolent. And I wonder, I wonder, not. this is an observation. Can I observe? You should be observant. Not a Christian. I wonder how much of this benevolence they're doing is because they're feeling benevolent or because they're trying to hide their money from the government. I'm not saying that, but I wonder if they didn't have any money, I wonder how benevolent they would be. See, we're benevolent not because we have money. We're benevolent with, with the money we have. You know, not that we have an excess amount of money, but we're benevolent with what we have. We don't have so much that we don't know what to do with it. We say, well, you know, it's like, let's make a name for ourselves. Let's do something. I, you see, again, some of you're drifting away from me because you can't you can't connect to this concept because you've been you've been hoodwinked. Only, only survives is what you've done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Christ.
2: What good is it? I, I help you, but I don't give you the real help you need. It's like putting a band-aid on a cancer. What you need, you need the message of Jesus Christ. You need to come in contact with the power of God. You need to, you need to hear and learn about faith and walking and living by faith and trusting God so that you don't have to depend on anybody else. You don't need me. You don't need my benevolent association. All you need is God in you and the Word and faith and you're going to change your own world and then begin to change somebody else's world. That's all you need. So I wanted to make, so we were doing these coat drives, you know, and, and I told Charlie, I don't know if he's here today, I said, listen, and I tell everybody this, we can do a lot of good out in the world, but everything we do, when you get a coat, you're getting a Bible. Yeah. Right. You're going to get my face in front of your face telling you about the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the coat, baby. You want the coat? You're going to get Jesus with the coat. Yeah. And it's because I love you so much that I don't want to see you have to beg next year for a new coat. I want to see you standing in church, glorifying God, operating in faith, watching and seeing how God will bless your life and how God will honor your faith when you trust him like I do. And like everybody else does, man, I'm telling you, there's a difference. We're going to do good works, but we're going to do them in the name of Jesus. And we're going to do them in a way that's going to spread the gospel so that we can, you know, it used to be an old saying, you, you heard this, feed a man a fish, you yeah. feed him for a day. Teach. Teach a man to fish and you feed, feed him for him life. Time. You <laughs> feed him forever. And that's, that's my goal. My goal is not to just go out and be a bunch of do-gooders for, for no good. Do-gooders that do nothing. That's, that's not going to benefit anybody. Right. That doesn't help a person. Meets their need, but, but if it if fills if fulfills the, the most primary need in their life, the most insignificant need in their life, I should say, instead of getting to the heart of the matter,
1: right.
2: you know, there's, there's a bigger issue here. Yes. And that's what we've got to get to. So we're going to do good works, but we're doing them for a reason. Not just to go out and say, oh, bless you, and bless you, and bless you, and bless you. And walk away and say, man, I did some good works today. God must be pleased with me. Do you know what the Bible says about your good works? They're as filthy rags before God. The only good works that are of any value are the works that you do for the purpose of building and increasing the kingdom of God. That's the only good works that are going to bring you any reward, that are, are going to stand before God in heaven where he'll say to you, well done, my, thou good and faithful servant. And I get concerned because sometimes people want to do all these good things. Like I was talking to a guy, I was talking to a very nice man. He, he, he's... Uh, salesman in one of the stores and he helps me with stuff when i go there and and he's a good man and he loves god and 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 this is not a criticism this is this is an observation it's just a comment that i'm making because he's a good man and he loves god and i really love this this man he's 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 a brother but he's involved in in doing some they call these things uh, midnight runs and they take their youth group and they they bring sandwiches down to the bowery anybody ever heard about this all right well i have a problem with this now, there's nothing wrong with bringing people food, but, but I, said to, I said to this man, I said, okay, well, you're, you're bringing them food. I said, so what, what else are you doing? Right. Right. Well, nothing. We just bring them food and, you know, and sometimes we bring blankets. I said, okay, but, but this is a Christian group, right? You're doing this as a church. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Yep. Yep. Well, we're bringing them food. <laughs> That's our Christian witness. Uh-oh. You're bringing them food. Do they know where the food is coming from? Do do they know that, that this is food that's coming from the church that preaches Jesus Christ and the reason you have food is because God has blessed your life and you want to impart that blessing to them and help them to understand that they need God in their life. Am I, am I speaking to anybody here? Oh, he looked at me like I had two heads. I said, you don't give out Bibles? You don't pray for, oh, no, no, we're not, we're not allowed to pray for anybody. You're not allowed to pray for anybody. You're not allowed to give out a Bible? What kind of, a, what, what, what kind of good work is that, man? That's, that doesn't even count. That doesn't even get on the chart in heaven. Amen. What good is that? How have you helped that person? You fed him for a night. That's it, man. Tomorrow he's gonna to be hungry again. Yes, that's right. You've not met his spiritual need. You see, this is what the church is, this is what we're forgetting about, man, that we're here to meet spiritual needs. We're gonna use natural means, but our goal is to meet spiritual needs. Oh Hallelujah! Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 you can write it down or open to it it says and whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks to God the Father through him All that you do, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So my my concern is that people, especially the world, they just feel good about their good works. They feel good that they're doing, and they're doing some good things. But it's not of any value for God and for the kingdom of God and for the efforts of God. And there will be no spiritual reward. I said, I wonder how many of these benevolent associations are really benevolent. I wonder. They build big buildings, and they do all things, and they put their own name on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And then, you know, people get jobs, family members, and it's all a big mm. political thing that goes on. Man, There's a lot of po- politics involved with money in these benevolent associations. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God, I got my game on today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just got to speak the truth, got to speak the truth. Are you all hearing me back there somewhere? Are you all you all feel left out back here? You want me to come up here and talk to you, talk to you face to face real close? Some of you look at me like, like what's going on, man. It's the truth. Only that's going to count is what you do in the name of Jesus Christ for the kingdom of God. That's we've been called to be zealous for good works. And we see what the good works are, but you see some of us are distracted, we're divided, we're encumbered, we're worried, we're fearful, we're fretful, we're holding back. Yet we're called by God to go out into the world and make a difference. Amen. To do good, to build the kingdom of God. Work in the church, help in the, in the ministry, give to the ministry, touch lives. Go out and seek the lost and bring them in. You know, when was the last time? Here, here, now this is not to convict anybody. When was the last time you brought an unsaved person to church? You have to raise your hand because we're all guilty of it. You can hear the silence. It just went. (laughs) Everyone's going. Uh, When was the last time you invited somebody to come to church? When was the last time you did that? Somebody said they don't come? They don't come. It's okay. But you invited them. That's the point. You invited them. I didn't say whether they come or not. They come. I mean, you invited. You did it. You've laid the seed. That's my point. That's my point. I know you do that because you've got that heart, Cynthia. That's my point. You keep inviting. Listen, you may invite ten, and three will come, and out of the three, two will get saved. Mm -hmm. And out of that two, there could be one person that will change the world. World. That's right. right. One person. You know, here. We all admire a man by the name of Billy Graham. How many of you know who Billy Graham is? You don't know who Billy Graham is. We'll get you saved before you leave. (laughs) That man started somewhere. Someone told him about the Lord. Somewhere, somewhere along the line, he had an invitation to receive Jesus into his heart. (laughs) Changed the world. Amen. Amen. We celebrate a man tomorrow, Martin Luther King, awesome man of God. Let's not forget that he was a man of God. He was a preacher who had passion and compassion in his heart. Let's not forget, somewhere along the line, somebody preached the word to him and he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and he changed the whole course of the world. That's right. Let's not forget that one man's life, and it could be the person you invite to church. It could be the person that you you minister to or you preach to. It could be that person that God has a a purpose in their life, and you're the vehicle that's going to bring them to know and love God and to trust God. And they, in turn, take it and change and impact people's lives forever.
1: That's That's right. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: That's what it's all about. See, so you can sit on the sidelines and you can, you can, you know, just daydream or do whatever you do or think, you know, is preaching over your head or this doesn't count to you. You know, doesn't have anything to do with you. Or you can say, hey, you know what? He's preaching truth. I'm a believer. God's touched my life God's made an impact in some way Now my, my job is to go out and impact somebody else My job is to go out and help somebody else And Jesus, You know the story I'll give you another story in Matthew's gospel Jesus is, is giving an example And he says He's giving a parable And he says um, When I was hungry you fed me When I was sick you visited me Why don't we open to that verse Matthew Everybody open. Let's see. Matthew 25. You all all right out there? Amen. Come on. We're, 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 you know. Matthew 25. I got to get over there. Wait a second. Give me a chance. All right. Yes. All right. Matthew 25. Now, I want to start at verse 31. I'll finish up. Just give me, give me three minutes, four minutes. We'll be out of here. Verse 31, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the, he's coming, everybody say he's coming, he's coming. When the son of God comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Praise God. All the nations, everybody say all nations, all the nations, even the Muslim nations, all nations will be gathered before him and he will separate one from the other. As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, you don't want to be on the goat line. I don't know how a goat, what a goat says, you don't want, if you hear, if you hear the sound of goats, you know, you're on the wrong line. Problem is you can't make that decision once you're there you're on the goat line it's too late baby you're a goat a goat is a goat is a goat is a goat and you can't be a goat in sheep's clothing Ooh, very good. so he says he separates separates divides the sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on his left hand you don't want to be on the left side you want to be on the right side my god
1: That's right. Amen.
2: You don't want to be on his left hand. You want to be on his... So if you're moving towards the left, get ready. You don't make that decision when you get to heaven. You make that decision here. Then the king will say to those on his right hand. He's not even talking to the goats. But he says to the, the people on his right hand, to those on his right hand, the sheep. Come you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's where I want to be. All about you, that's where I want to be. That's where I'm going to (laughs) be. I hope to see you there. (laughs) I'll be looking for you. Don't, listen, if I'm on this line and you're on that line, don't say that I didn't tell you. (laughs) Don't blame me the truth, whether you receive it or not is up to you, but I'm giving you the truth. Don't look at me and say, pastor, you didn't tell me your problem. (laughs) So he says here, verse 34, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? <laughs> Listen to what he says. I love it. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Now, here's the curious thing. He said, What you've done to the least of my brethren, not the world. That's
1: right. Amen. Good. Yes.
2: So if you want to get God's reward, then you have to be doing it to a brother or a sister. That's why getting people saved is the number one important thing. Because there is no reward if you're just doing it out in the way. That's why I say people that are doing it out in the world. There's no reward. The only reward you get is what you do to the least of his brethren. Amen. See, there is this saying. They used to be saying. Uh, used to hear years ago. The fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. That's the biggest fallacy. We ain't brothers. We ain't sisters. Until we have the same father, we're not even related. If you don't have the same father as, as I do, God isn't your father. The eternal living God that, that's revealed in the person of God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We're not brothers. Don't call me brother. Don't call them brother because they're not your brother. He said, whatever you do to the least of my brethren. Hmm. Hmm. Now, I don't know. I just see something totally different. This talks about working in the kingdom, working in the church, rolling up your sleeves, helping, and then going out in the world and getting people saved and and imparting to them. You know, because you can do a whole lot of good works to people, but if they're not saved... And you're not helping them to get saved. And you're not lifting up the name of Jesus. There's going to be no credit to anybody.
1: There
2: you go. So, so my, my word today is, is we've got a whole year ahead of us. And we're going to do some things. But we've got, we got to get this right. Because I get, I get concerned sometimes. People want to do all these good things. And, but if they're not being done scripturally, it's not going to be any value. I want part of it. Pastor, can we do this? Can we do that? My first question is, how are we evangelizing? Is the primary thrust that we're lifting the name of Jesus and we're, we're talking about God and we're helping people to know Jesus, or is it just a matter of giving them something? Because if it's a matter of giving them something, I don't want any part of it. Because they're just going to end up right back to where they started from Till I give them this. till I give them the eternal word of God, the life-changing word of God. This is what I'm Hallelujah!
0: Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. in your order.